Hey guys, it's Ed. Welcome to season four of Drunk Gossip. I know we normally start our season in October, uh, but Will and I had a long talk um, and debated this quite heavily, and we decided that um, launching now actually made more sense uh, than waiting, especially with uh, we have an election coming up. We have um, all sorts of fun things. Um, and unfortunately, our season finale uh, was not, um, the final episode of season three was not the one we had originally intended, um, but circumstances beyond both of our controls uh, prevented us from putting out uh, the actual season finale. Um, you'll get those stories over the next coming weeks and what whatnot. Um, but we just want to say thank you guys so much. We really appreciate you listening uh, and continuing to support us. Uh, it means the world to uh, to both of us, uh, honestly and truly. Um, Will is supposed to be popping up with Politalk later on in the show, as always. Uh, but for now, you're stuck with me. <laughs> so, over our hiatus... It was announced that Keeping Up With The Kardashians is coming to an end. And, of course, there was a bunch of celebrating. And despite me being uh, laid up with an injury, I had to find out what was the real story, what was really happening. So I talked to our LA source, and I got you the dirt. So, in the last contract that uh, Kristjaner got, the Kardashians were given $100 million. And so when it came time to negotiate this time, she went in asking for $125 million. Now, of course, there's nothing wrong with asking uh, for what you think you're worth. And there's nothing wrong with um, trying to. There's nothing wrong with trying to uh, force the hand of your company. But sometimes you have to know when to back down, and Christianer did not know when to back down because she refused to even entertain negotiating. Um, as we all know, E is going through something of a transformation right now. Uh, all of their scripted shows have been canceled. Uh, they also went and canceled E! News, among some of their other signature shows. When you're canceling your own news, you know you're in trouble, and you don't have that kind of money. And there was no way that they were going to pay the Kardashians that much money. Uh, and by the way, I actually did verify this through an independent source um, who works for NBC Universal, a friend I've known for years. And it was it was definitely confirmed that she she did want $125 million. So as um, as the negotiations broke down, she kept assuring the family that... Chris kept assuring the family that um, 
there was nothing to worry about that eventually the network was going to um, back down and give them what they wanted. What she wasn't taking into consideration again was the financial, um, the, the financial life of, or the financial situation of E. Uh, nor was she taking into consideration that ratings for Keeping Up with the Kardashians has been falling um, for many, many, many seasons now, um, culminating in culminating in um, the lowest rated season yet. So why does this matter? You know, the Kardashians are uber rich and, and they seem to be making more money um, more money than ever before. Well, that's because the money that they're making is very contingent upon the TV show. Uh, when they were building the Empire, they were arguably one of the hottest shows on television and brought in millions and millions of viewers. Those viewers turned, uh, some of those viewers, viewers turned into fans um, on social media and whatnot and allowed them to launch. And as my friend who works at NBC Universal pointed out to me, a lot of their spinoff shows were actually nothing more than glorified infomercials for their brand um, for different stores that um, they were hoping to launch and whatnot. So their, their empire was based on this one very flimsy tenant. And Chris realized once they came back and said, no, we're not going to give you that much money, uh, and walked away and canceled the show, um, what she had done, uh, she started freaking out. And this is just a little bit of a um, fun fact, I guess, for you. But did you all know that the second most profitable business venture for them was not Kylie's makeup company. It was not any of their stores or um, other lines that they've launched. The second most profitable line is Kim Kardashian's sex tape with a Ray J. And to that end, um, in order to get uh, possibly another storyline and kind of um, pump up those ratings and get another um, big source of revenue coming in, Chris was trying to convince Kim to do another sex tape. Not with Kanye West, though. It was going to be um, one of those wife-cheats-on-husband uh, tapes. And she was shopping. I shouldn't use that term, but she was looking around for a guy who would be willing to do this. Uh, and he would be very well compensated um, for his trouble. But she really wanted the, another sex tape. Um, she had broached Kylie with it. She had broached Kendall with it. And both were very weary, um, despite knowing 
of uh, despite knowing how much money it could bring in. Um, Kylie in particular said that it would hurt her brand if she did a sex tape. There's no word on why she didn't ask um, Chloe or Courtney. Although um, my other source did say that she tried to get Scott Disick to do a sex tape as well. Uh, and he turned her down. So, um, Kanye got wind of this, and is actually the one who, Kanye West, got wind of uh, her plan. And he's the one who put the kibosh on it. He said that if Kim did the tape, um, that, you know, their marriage is already very strained. But he would start telling everybody where the bodies were buried. Uh, and this is when we started learning that Chris wasn't allowed to be near the kids and other things of that sort. So, right now, Chris is in crisis mode. Um, she's leaking stories um, like that she's going to be joining the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, or that there are multiple other, uh, networks and streaming, streamers that are interested in picking up, keeping up with the Kardashians. Uh, one of the ones I heard was that Hulu or ABC might be interested. I asked my source, uh, over at ABC and she emphatically said no. Uh, they did discuss, uh, the possibility uh, of of picking it up, but they feel that it would be better suited for Lifetime, and since they, since Disney no longer owns Lifetime, uh, they have to pass, uh, and they don't plan on, uh, in her words, and I'm reading straight from my uh, message here. Uh, ABC has no plans to dirty up. The image of FX or any of its subsidiaries by being associated with the Kardashians. So that tells you where they're at, honestly. And I'm going to take my first break of season four, and I will be right back. And I am back. So season four is just going to be epic. Um, I am so excited for the plans that Will and I have, um, including finally getting on a real schedule. <laughs> um, uh, you know, one of the things that we've talked about um, before was me doing the show five um, between five and seven days a week was just a little bit too much. Uh, I love doing it, but the stories weren't as researched as they um, should have been. And now that we're moving into more exclusive content... Um, it takes a little bit of time for me to do, uh, to put these stories together. Um, so we're probably going to stick to the three episode a week format, uh, just to see how that goes. Um, and we'll have some announcements coming up in the future about, um, the days that, when we're going to be, uh, publishing new episodes. 
But for right now, um, some of that exclusive content is coming your way. Um, so you all know that Ellen had a horrible, terrible summer. Uh, it came out that the work environment of her talk show was very toxic. Uh, and that there was some sexual harassment and uh, what some have um, alleged was uh, racist um, indignities. I can't speak. (laughs) Um, And and things like that. So, she has tried to play the... uh, offensive and she released a letter saying that she had no idea uh, that this was happening uh, but it bears her name and she takes responsibility and is working on it to that end she th- fired three of her producers um brought in uh, another one i forgot what his name is off the top of my head um and elevated twitch from dj to executive producer. And when this still wasn't enough to appease everyone, she finally agreed to address these accusations on air during the premiere of her new season. Which makes me wonder, will she also be addressing The fact that uh, Warner Media executives have told her that A-list celebrities do not want to be associated with her right now. Her brand is toxic. Um, And so therefore, she's going to have to rely solely on her name recognition to keep the ratings up. To that end, uh, it was announced on Friday of last week... I'm probably hoping to be buried under an avalanche of other news that uh, this coming season will consist of more quote-unquote everyday people and newer and -and up-and-coming celebs. Of course, um, she had to put it, she had to put her own little spin on it. And she tried to say that it was because she wanted to highlight the new, um, the new talent and everyday people. It's not true. Um, outside of a few friends like so, uh, Sofia Vergara, uh, Jennifer Aniston, uh, and there might be one or two more, uh, Ellen's not a very popular person at this time. Uh, and... She seems to acknowledge that behind the scenes, uh, she has told multiple people that she believes that Kelly Clarkson and or Drew Barrymore orchestrated this takedown. In fact, she has accused both of those women of wanting to take her down in order to benefit their own careers. Now... You know, y'all know I love my Kelly, okay? But let's be real here. Kelly didn't need to take Ellen down. And in fact, um, NBC Universal, which produces her show, was hoping to 
use Ellen to launch Kelly's show into the stratosphere, which it did. Um, but Kelly is also very active in other areas. She uh, is a coach on The Voice. Uh, she is still a singer. And apparently she's now an, an awards host uh, for just about every award possible out there. Um, don't be surprised when she starts hosting the Grammys, y'all. Okay? I mean, really. Uh, Drew Barrymore, on the other hand, has begun uh, to... She's, she has started to put her talk show together. Um, while she hasn't launched yet, uh, she will be launching next week. But neither of these women truly gain by bringing Ellen down. Because there's no... In my studies of daytime TV, there is no proof that the daytime audience will follow uh, someone. Uh, what I mean by that is... Um, when Oprah went off the air... Everyone expected Ellen to get this huge bump um, of Oprah's followers. And that's happened when Oprah has appeared on the show. But it's not been a sustained bump. Um, so it's really interesting to me that Ellen believes that someone is trying to take her down. Instead of the more likely, her business practices were just shitty and her employees got tired of it. Especially when she's out there telling um, people not to bully one another and to be kind to each other. Will Ellen be cancelled? My LA source, who is really good friends with a top executive over at Warner Media, said we should expect this to be the last season of Ellen. Uh, it was already tenuous whether or not uh, she would return uh, because she has made it clear that she's not interested in continuing her show. Um, and, And she has pointed this out in Relatable. It was very contingent upon uh, Trump's win in 2016, um, and that is what prompted her to sign the new contract. With that, um, with that contract being nearly over, it is not, no one's really expecting her to, um, continue on, especially if she's having trouble booking guests. Will this, um, the question I got a lot Um, over my hiatus while I was um, resting and healing was will this possibly uh, lead to redemption for her? Will she um, start to come back? My answer is um, my personal belief is yes. Um, But the comeback will not be on daytime. Um, And my LA source kind of backs me up by relating this, Ellen's goal when watching the daytime show was to become popular enough 
to have her empire. But her ultimate goal was to host a late night show. Because she wants to have more adult oriented humor. And um, believes that the um, that late night is the place where she can do that. Uh, it would also give her a chance to take more time off should she choose to do that. So, uh, well, no one, I don't believe anyone's chair is up quite yet. Um, Jimmy Fallon is definitely on, um, on the brink of losing his job. Um, and Ellen's not going to accept one of the really late night shows. She wants a top tier, uh, show. Um, so it would be The Tonight Show, The Late Show, or, um, some version of Jimmy Kimmel Live. And you can almost guess where she's going to end up. Um, she worked with ABC for years. Now, there's no discussions, and Jimmy Kimmel seems to be fairly secure in his position for now. Um, you know, he did take off the summer, which has led to some speculation that he is going to be, um, replaced very soon. Uh, whether or not that's voluntary or, um, forced remains to be seen. Um, but conspicuously, uh, or not, Ellen's the only, um, person who is not yet, um, took a guest turn host. Uh, but the people who have taken some sort of, taken a week or an episode or two seem to be just ABC stars. Um, but look for Ellen to try to make a big play into late night, um, once her, it's announced that her show will be coming to an end. And this segment is coming to an end, because I need a break, y'all. I'll be right back. And I am back. So, I love social media. <laughs> I know y'all are used to me saying I hate it. Um, but over the weekend, uh, Chris Evans really just made, I think he made everybody love, 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 love social media. <laughs> um, so, let's get into this, because y'all knew I had to talk about it. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Chris Evans was trying to upload a video to Instagram Live. And instead, ended up taking a screenshot of his camera roll, uh, which included a picture of his dick. And uploading it, it that instead... Now, obviously, when you see Captain America's cock, it's going to go viral. Um, so, predictably, it did. And he was trending on Twitter. Um, Facebook had exploded with uh, the message. And, I mean, it was just everywhere. And he got really quiet, like, uncomfortably quiet. 
and you know, um, people started making jokes and like trying to break the tension for him. Um, his brother Scott Evans, um, who those of you who have followed me since the Generation Gossip days know, like oh, Scott was always the one. Um, and Scott knows a thing or two about um, a dirty picture scandal because he's had his nudes leaked as well. Uh, but Scott got on, I believe it was Twitter, and you know, made a joke. Um, been offline for a couple of days. What did I miss? <laughs> so everything just kept exploding. And I expected some sort of... I expected some sort of... Uh, I, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. A gossip explosion. Like, oh, you know, that's not really his. It was, you know, he has a male lover. Because that's how these things tend to go on the gossip sites. Uh, you all know that. But so far, that has not happened, surprisingly enough. Um, and I, t- I, I did talk to my, um, friend in LA, our LA source, and I asked him, I said, you know, is it possible that that's not even Chris's dick? And he confirmed that it indeed was definitely Chris's. Um, he has known a few females who have slept with Chris, and they all readily said, yeah, that's his. And so, and to the people who, um, who have been theorizing that, um, there have been people who have been theorizing that, um, it was weird that Chris only had one. Like my source pointed out, like, we only seen a quick screen grab of the pictures he has. And he has always been very conscientious of these, um, the dirty pictures um, coming out. He was especially concerned about it during uh, the fappening. Um, if you guys don't remember, a couple years ago, a bunch of female um, celebrity pictures got hacked, or allegedly hacked, and released. Um, there is a conspiracy theory that it was, um, that they were released because of the Harvey Weinstein scandal that was brewing. With that being said, though, um, Chris openly admitted that, you know, this was clearly his fault. He um, he was apparently confused by what he was doing. I don't know. He must have, like, social media people or something that normally do these sorts of things for him. Um, so I don't know why he was trying to do it himself, um, if that's the case. But he, he you know, he did openly admit, like, <laughs> um, this was not something that I was accustomed to doing for myself. And 
so, and here's the thing, like, I, I spent a lot of time on Reddit, um, looking at memes and whatnot to send a will, and over there, they are the, like, that is the, the, the social media site for conspiracy theories and for, um, weird stuff like that. But even this time, everyone was like, ooh, bro. Like, all the, all the posters over there were like, oh, bro, like, you did it, thank you. Um, but, you know, we, we feel for you. Um, but Chris has turned things around. Um, and he, uh, he posted to his social media sites, now that I have your attention, vote November 3rd. And I could get into a whole big long rant about, um, this, because there are some people who are already complaining that, um, Chris is encouraging people to vote. Uh, and it, it's just beyond my my level here because um, they're saying he's being political and whatnot, which Chris Evans has always been very political. Um, his brother Scott is gay, and he's um, Chris advocated for gay marriage. Um, he has always said that you know, um, I believe he's a. He um, fights for climate change. <coughs> um, I believe he also does a bunch of different stuff. But it seems like pe- people just encouraging others to get out and vote is suddenly a very controversial move. Um, you know, I'm out of all the soap um, groups. And General Hospital, a couple weeks ago, put out a, um, just a message to make sure you're registered to vote. And fans were really pissed off about it. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why are you mad? Um, you know, it it just didn't really make any kind of sense. So, when I seen that fans were mad at Chris Evans for... Encouraging people to vote and um, trying to get people out to vote. It really didn't shock me. Um, I'm trying to f- figure out when it became un-American to uh, encourage people to vote. <clears throat> and I think it's because uh, they know that if the young vote gets out, uh, Trump says they're numbered. But uh, politics is usually Will's forte, so we will leave it as such. For right now, I'm going to take a break, and I will be right back. And I am back. Uh, And some sad news, Will will not be joining us in this episode. Uh, He really wanted to be part of the premiere, but uh, he's having technical difficulties uh, still. So we're working out those issues, and hopefully he will be back next week. Um... He did want me to send 
uh, his love to you all. So I will be hosting Politox this week. That's going to be fun. <laughs> okay, so... <coughs> Excuse me. Mark Houston uh, got married recently. He is 39 and his wife is 19. Uh, and this raised a few eyebrows for people. Uh, but first I want to clear up who Mark Marks Houston is. Uh, he played Roger on Sister Sister. Uh, and he's actually had a very consistent career. Um, I don't think he's ever kind of broken out in the way that people ex- had expected him to. Uh, but he has definitely been a busy, busy, busy bee. Um, so, I, I don't think I said enough busies. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so his wife, his wife is half his age, approximately. Um, and people are kind of disturbed by this. Um, a lot of them are saying, you know, when she was born, he had already lived, um, a, a very full life, um, one one person said, you know, basically, he peaked um, just after she, or just before she was born. And, um, but here's where things get really kind of twisted. So, uh, according to uh, Blind Gossip, uh, he was grooming his new wife, uh, from a very young age, uh, I actually talked to my, um, my LA source, our LA source, um, who also happens to be my friend, because when I read the article, I was like, hmm, you know, there's nothing really, like, it, it, it seems almost like if anybody talks to someone younger nowadays, they're grooming them. But... Um, I, I talked to my LA source because, you know, he, he gets us the really good stuff. And he said that even her parents were not thrilled about the relationship and felt that he had been grooming her uh, since she was about 13. Apparently, uh, she would take, uh, pictures, very provocative pictures of herself, um, when she was developing and, and send them to him. Uh, he would send reactionary pictures of himself to her. Uh, and it was always under the guise of, you know, you can't tell anyone because this um, people wouldn't understand our relationship and blah, blah, blah. And once she turned 18, her parents knew that there was no, uh, that there was no stopping her. That um, I, I don't want to call her a lost cause because clearly... That's not the case, but they knew that um, he had won. And for the record, um, as disgusting and despicable um, as the story is, uh, the LA source did say that we should not fret um, while he is a disgusting human being um, for marrying someone half his age, he actually treats her very good. Uh, and that is a direct quote, so don't at me. Like, I'm 
reading word for word what the source said. I did not say he was a disgusting human being myself. Um, but, uh, and, you know, I know there are people out there who, who do say that age is but a number. Uh, but this is a pretty big difference. Um, and, I, you know, in my own family, people have married um, with that big of an age difference. And it didn't work out. Um, you know, maybe it'll work out for Marks and his his new wife. But the, the chances, I think, are very slim. Um, you know, I, um, I, as I've told you all, all through the episode, I've been laid up, um, with an injury. So, I've had a a lot of time to do some research. Um, and what I'm finding is, like, even the May-December romances, um, that hit the bestseller lists, um, the women who read them are not reading them for happily ever after. They're reading them because they believe um, that the sex is hotter. Uh, and a lot of the guys, um, you know, romance and erotica is, is generally geared towards the ladies. Um, um, but the, the few books that are geared towards men, which feature an older man and a younger woman, are fulfilling a daddy complex. And more often than not are the result of what the author thinks guys want instead of what they actually want. Um, And again, it is believed that um, the men believe that sex with someone younger is much hotter. Um... You know, there's not a lot to say about this. Um, I can only pass on the information I have. Uh, She seems happy. He seems happy. They both, um, at this time, both seem to be very committed to one another. Uh, But I don't think that that necessarily means that it's going to stay that way. Um, You know, we've seen Hollywood marriages uh, rise and fall. Uh, based on just a few um, actions. So I would not be entirely surprised to see this marriage kind of uh, take a pitfall, uh, if I'm being frank and honest with you. Uh, But for right now, we're going to wish a couple a lifetime of happiness um, and pray that I'm wrong. And I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I am back. Um, and while there has been some discussion before about Cardi B, we don't often talk about her, uh, but today we're going to, uh, Megan the Stallion and Cardi B, uh, stormed up the charts with their single WAP, uh, and it has made people really start talking. Um, Ben Shapiro, the conservative um, columnist, admitted that he cannot arouse his wife. Um, Which Will and I had a very good giggle at. Um, And, um, you know, all, all these conservatives are losing their brains. 
over two women who are sexually empowered and, you know, owning, owning it. Uh, well, I personally don't like the song, um, I, I get why people do, um, it's just not, honestly, it's just not my type of song right now, um, if I was in a different phase in my life, I probably would love it, uh, but for whatever reason right now, I'm more into ballads and musicals, so, (laughs) you know, stereotypical gay, (laughs) what can I say, uh, But we're not here to talk about Cardi B's latest single. We're here to talk about her relationship with Offset. So, we all know that the two have had a very tumultuous relationship thus far. Uh, He cheated on her multiple times and she left him. But she wanted to have... Uh, She wanted to have the father of her child living in her house and helping her raise the baby, so she took him back. And instead of taking that as a warning, Offset continued to fool around on Cardi B. And this time, she caught him red-handed. And I almost mean that literally. She caught him um, sexting during quarantine with one of his mistresses. And this set her off. Um, And the two began arguing and she filed for divorce. Now, this is all public knowledge. Here's what y'all don't know. And it's a drunk gossip exclusive. So, while Offset was cheating on her, he knocked up one of his groupies. And what Cardi B found when she was going through his phone was the groupie asking for money for the abortion. And it did not appear to be the first time that he had paid to get rid of a child with a woman who was not his wife. And in fact, uh, uh, my LA source said that it was an open secret that he he does not wear condoms. He refuses to put one on and has instead decided uh, that it's much easier to pay a few hundred dollars for an abortion than it is to go down to the drugstore and buy a pack of condoms. Uh, According to my LA source, who has been told by several of his most trusted, um, some of his most trusted sources um, that he's worked with for years, he um, offset told one of the ladies that if he was caught going to a drugstore to buy condoms, then Cardi would have found out that he was screwing other women. And 
he felt he was more famous than she was. And, um, and therefore, he would have ended up having to pay more in a divorce settlement. Um, my source took this to a divorce attorney um, who is not representing either one. Uh, and here is what the divorce attorney said. While it is true that the higher earner usually pays alimony and child support, in this case, it does not appear that the rapper known as Offset would, uh, would be that person. From all accounts, Cardi B is a multimillionaire and has more income coming in than her soon-to-be ex-husband. And um, the one, the one case here, uh, or the one fact here, rather, uh, that could turn this whole thing around is the fact that she caught him cheating. Adultery in any state is heavily frowned upon, uh, but instead of splitting everything 50-50, Cardi could get away with giving him nothing. When I asked my source if he believed that um, Offset wanted to get caught cheating um, so he could get a divorce, he simply said that is the common belief within the rap community. Uh, He also said, don't be surprised if Offset ends up doing a song with Nicki Minaj. At this point, he is so angry that Cardi is the one who asked for a divorce and is so distraught that his quote-unquote manliness is being questioned that he is willing to do anything to get back at her. When... um, which I, I don't get, because he's the one who wronged Cardi. Y'all know I'm no huge fan of Cardi B. But how did she wrong him in any way? If they had agreed to a monogamous relationship, um, which seems to be the case, I don't understand why he's suddenly so upset um, that she's now ending the relationship because he couldn't keep his promise to her uh, or his he wouldn't keep the the agreement that they had made uh maybe it's just me maybe i'm missing something here but if you can't keep it in your pants uh don't agree to a monogamous relationship tell your partner hey you know we're we're both on the road uh we're both very busy people i think it would be better if we had uh, i think it would be better if we had an open relationship or if we had an agreement that while we're on the road, we could uh, have sex with other people. Um, I don't know that I would ever go for... Uh, I don't know that I would ever go with an agreement like that. Uh, but there are people who will. And, you know, to be fair, my life is not on the road. My life... Um, 
most of my work is done from, well, right now home, um, because I'm still laid up, um, but, or coffee shops, you know, I don't go into an office, so, uh, I think that that is a very big, um, difference, but again, maybe that's just me, maybe I'm, maybe I'm missing the bigger picture here, um, I, you know, like I said, I really don't know. I guess um, this is one of those things that we're just going to have to watch the developing story to see what happens. Because, you know, with Cardi, she is, she's going to pop off. And she's going to tell us everything. And you know why? Because we deserve to know everything. No, um... (laughs) I'm going to get in so much trouble for this. I can already hear y'all screaming at me. Um, we're four segments into season four and y'all are already mad at me. And I and I know y'all are just like, hmm, we wish Will were here. Will will get you under control. Please. Um, will had all of season three to get me under control. Um, and we've seen how well that went. All right, I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I am back. And, okay, so y'all know I love me some Kathy Griffin, right? I mean, just really. Um, I think she's wonderful. <laughs> but I did, um, I did speak out, and I did write a an open letter uh, to her after the... Um, Trump, uh, the Trump mask fiasco. Uh, and it's something I stand by. I, I don't necessarily think that what she did was in good taste. Uh, I don't think it was criminal by any means. Uh, but I, I understand the backlash she got. Uh, and all these years she's been trying to build a, um, to come back. I see all these years. It's been like two, maybe three. Um, uh, but she's she's been working on a build, building a comeback. Uh, she had been working on um, joining a Ryan Murphy show. Uh, the problem with her joining a Ryan Murphy show uh, is that his actors have to be versatile. Um, they have to be able to do the comedy and uh, drama, and I'm not 100% convinced that she's able to, I'm not 100% convinced that she's able to do, um, drama. So, um, in, in the ensuing years, she relaunched her comedy tour, um, first going abroad and then bringing it here, where her fans mostly have packed um packed the venues that are booking her and she kicked off this year in spectacular fashion with a surprise engagement and then even bigger surprise a wedding <laughs> and I'm not saying that Kathy Griffin is to blame for 2020 but Kathy Griffin's to blame for 2020 <laughs> um, that little stunt she pulled, I think, gave Mother Nature some ideas 
Like, ooh, we're going to keep these people on their toes this year. Um, so, um, anyways, uh, as she's been trying to stage her comeback, she's been toying with the idea of doing reality shows. Uh, I hear initially she wanted to do like a real housewife type thing. Uh, But as we all know, she and Andy Cohen are engaged in a very heated war. Um, The war is so... The war is so heated and so nasty um, that I don't even think the two are speaking each other's names anymore. Um, Andy has accused Kathy of not being grateful for the opportunities uh, that she was given because of him. And Kathy has said that Andy Cohen is a misogynistic asshole who does cocaine before Watch What Happens Live. You know, run-of-the-mill celebrity feud. Um, and here's the thing about Kathy Griffin, and I don't care who you are, I think you, everyone can agree with this. She is not the type that you want to be engaged in a feud with. Um, her scorched earth, I have no fear, screw everyone a persona. Uh, very much takes center stage, I think, and, uh, you know, and kind of keeps people on their toes. So, uh, I'm not quite sure what the, uh, I'm not quite sure what, what advantage Andy Cohen thinks or thought he was going to have Um, engaging in a feud with her. Um, and with... Uh, with with Kathy, like... Um, I I don't mean to sound crass or anything, but... Um, Maggie Griffin made my life on the D-list. Um, you know, obviously Kathy is very well-liked and whatnot, but... She needed someone to kind of um, counter her. And at this stage, obviously, it's not possible for that to happen. Um, So a reality show of Kathy's own, I just don't think, was ever in the offing. And her joining uh, the Real Housewives franchise wasn't either. Well, now I'm getting word from several sources that E wants to relaunch the soup again. Now, I know you're going to roll your eyes and say they just did it. We're well aware, but it was not the rating success that they had hoped for. And they're thinking um, that by playing with the host, 
um, and putting Kathy in, that this time might be different. Will it be? Honestly, I want to say yes. I really do. I'm not 100% convinced of this. Uh, but I think there's definitely something to be said uh, for it. Uh, and I think she is the right type of comedian uh, with high enough name recognition um, that she's going to draw in a crowd. But she'll also attract people who are not normally fans of the show um, by being witty and funny and going viral. And let's face it, Kathy Griffin knows how to go viral. <laughs> uh, everything's in early stages right now. Um, and despite what, um, despite what's going to be said later on, they are not waiting for the presidential election uh, to happen. Um, in order to announce this. Uh, instead, what they're actually waiting for right now is um, a return to somewhat normal. Um, you know, quarantine still is in effect in some places. Um, and even those spots where uh, it's not, not everything is open and not everything is back to normal productions are just getting the green light to go back. So, um, right now, what everyone is waiting for is to find out when she's gonna, when they can get into the studio with a crew, um, and film a test with her. And I would look for an announcement. Probably um, in January-ish. That seems to be what everyone is thinking at this point. And I'm thinking, I need to take a break. And I'll be right back. And I am back. So, I debated making this part of Politalk this week. um, But, uh, I'm going to stick with mine and Bill's original decision. And treat it as a celebrity story. Um... And this is one I had already recorded um, before um, our issues arose. Um, but it's still relevant, and I think even more so now. Um, and I'm, I get to add some stuff to it, so yay. Um, so Megan McCain is obviously atrocious. Um, she's just a horrible human being uh, with a complex. And... You know, I know people are... People always accuse me of just saying that because she's a conservative. I actually don't have a problem with conservative people. Um, What I have a problem with is... People who won't actually talk and understand another person's perspective. Um, The fact that a lot of those people happen to be conservative is not my fault. Um, But there are some... There are some liberals who... Are just as bad, admittedly. Um, Megan gets on my nerves because she thinks she's better than everyone else, and um, anyone who knows me knows I just hate that. Like, girl, get over yourself. Your father was the senator, not you. 
um, you hear, you hear glorified talking head. Um, so, um, all through season three, we talked about how Megan just treated people horribly and how producers were trying to get rid of her. And, um, that's still the case. Uh, I'm gonna get to that, though. So, up until her father's death, Megan had never really, um, considered a career in politics. Um, she was more than happy to continue being a columnist and a, uh, and a television personality. And suddenly, she wanted off The View. Um, you guys will remember that um, after her father died, The View gave her some extra morning time. Um, a bereavement time, rather. Um, <laughs> so they gave her some extra time um, to, so she could prepare to come back. Uh, and it was not out of the goodness of their hearts. Um, they were, they were hopeful that she was going to leave of her own accord. And she actually almost did. Uh, at some point, um, I don't know if someone put a bug in her ear or what happened. My source wasn't 100% clear. Um, mostly because she wasn't sure herself. Uh, but at some point... Megan decided that she wanted to get into politics. Namely, she wanted to take her father's Senate seat. So she had gone to um, the Arizona Republican and said, hey, like, why not replace my dad with another McCain? And they had already um, given it to uh, McSally. I believe that's her name. Um, this is why Will handles the politics. <laughs> anyway, so she was very upset by this. Um, and I I actually agree with her sentiment here. She was heard venting that it wasn't fair and it wasn't right that someone who lost their election was given a Senate seat anyway. Uh, and basically promoted Arizona's new one of Arizona, one of the newest senators um, to senior senator of Arizona. Um, and the of course the counter argument is that was going to happen anyway because um, John McCain passed sadly, um, so the senior senator position. Uh, was automatically going to be passed to the next senator in line. Um, but so, but Megan was really upset that they had given it to someone who had failed to win her own election. And you know, she talked to her mother about it, and Cindy was like, "Well, you know, to be fair." No one actually knew you wanted to be in politics, so if you want to, then you're going to have to start um, heading in that direction. 
So as things got tense on the view, Megan started making some plays. Um, and as last season started coming to a close, she started talking about how she is not, um, she is not going to be on the show very much longer. Now, this is where my source picks up, um, with some very definitive answers here. Um, Megan told, this is, of course, back when they were in studio pre-COVID, her hair and makeup artists, that she was planning on launching her political career as soon as she could. Um, She had to honor her commitment to ABC, but as soon as her contract expired, she was going to leave. Um, And that kind of got a chuckle because other than her last name, she has no qualifications to run for anything. So... Uh, as the year went on, of course, she engaged in feuds with Joy Behar, Sonny Hostin, and Whoopi Goldberg. Um, the Whoopi, the last of which, um, was so furious that she, um, again, this is, this is old information for those of you who listen regularly, um, but Whoopi told producers that she refused to work with Megan McCain. She understood that it would take a little while and, you know, the optics of firing a pregnant woman were not, um, ideal. But she wanted me gone as soon as possible. Uh, and the week of the finale, which was not supposed to be the finale, um, they were actually supposed to be on air, according to my source, through much of August. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, through um, the last week, uh, we'll be in and making out into a huge argument. And Whoopi um, had a meeting, a Zoom meeting with the producers where she once again reiterated her position that uh, she was not thrilled with working with Megan, especially when Megan called her a liar on air, um, when it was very easily provable that Whoopi was right. Um, and she demanded an on-air apology. Megan refused and was sus- suspended um, and was actually supposed to be off the rest of the week. Um, but they decided to shut down the show altogether. Um, as they tried to work through um, some of the the tensions. Well, over the course of their hiatus, Megan confessed that she was worried about being replaced. Um, And that the producers were using her maternity leave to find her successor. And of course she was right to worry. 
Um, I again, I've told you guys this a million times. Um, this was, um, this is the plan. Uh, so she she let it slip to producers that she's going to work up until she gives birth. And then we'll work on um, being back on the show as soon as she possibly can. Um, that way that they don't really have time to find her replacement. So how does this fit in with her wanting to be a politician? Well, according to my source, who, is, who has worked very intimately with The View uh, for a great deal of many years... Megan's thought is something along the lines of if she can be in front of millions of people, she can start to use the views platform as a way to signal her arrival on a political stage and um Kind of like what Abby Huntsman did when she said that she was leaving the show to help with her father's campaign. Um, Megan wants to um, announce on the show that she's running for an office. Uh, Which, I don't know if that's going to work or not, but she seems to believe that it will. And Lil does not want to cover the story at all. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> not that I blame him. But I'm going to take a break and I'll be back. And I am back. Um, I know y'all were hoping that I was pranking you and that Will was actually going to be doing Politop today, but no. <laughs> uh, Will will be back, uh, like I said, hopefully next week. Um, he sends his regards to all of you. Um, he, he truly loves doing Palatalk. Um, it's his baby. And we're trying to find creative ways for him to be able to join us. Um, if, if it's not possible for him to, um, record and I'm not, um, I, I'm not able to get around. Uh, but that's... You know, we'll we'll get to that eventually. Um, we have some we have some options that are uh, ahead of us. So, uh, and I'm gonna try to talk to him into doing a whole Politalk episode. Um, just give me some time because that's gonna, <laughs> that's gonna take a while. <laughs> so, I'm under strict orders right now to only speak about the Andrew Gillum story. Um, But why am I talking about the Andrew Gillum story? First of all, it's a sensational story. And I don't know if you all have noticed, but sensational stories are my forte. Um, So Andrew Gillum barely lost um, the governorship of Florida to... Uh, DeSantis. And in fact, some people have called and said that he should have forced a recount, uh, a vote recount, because they believe that he actually won. Um, but eventually he, 
he gave in and um, conceded the election. Back in August, he was caught drunk in a hotel room. Which, okay, you know, who among us hasn't been drunk in a hotel room, right? Like, that's not a huge deal. He was with a male escort. Boom goes the fucking dynamite. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So... Um, this scandal kind of blew up, uh, it, it blew up minorly, um, within, in the, in the nation, and Florida was a much bigger deal. Um, a lot of people believe that his career was over. Apparently you can say you grab women by their pussy and go on to become president of the United States, but get caught drunk in a hotel with a male escort and your career is over. I don't get it. Um, but I guess there's a lot of things that I don't understand about uh, politics and that is why William uh, takes charge uh, so I don't have to. Um, but, so... Um, so the the scandal has grown and grown and grown, um, because the male escort was found unconscious, uh, and it is believed that he overdosed. And, uh, Andrew, here's the thing, Andrew Gillum did not leave the scene. He stayed there, he talked to the police, um, and did everything he was supposed to do. Uh, so, um, afterwards, um, people, this was leaked out, and he hunkered down and decided that he was going to stay away from politics for a little while. And that would have been all well and fine if it were true, but his, his plan was never to stay away from politics. I know you're shocked. Um, but he... This whole narrative of, oh, like, he was taking a step back. No, he was... He and his wife, I believe her name is Ray J. Um, which is just weird to me. Um, um, but they strategized. And... He agreed to do the Tamron Hall show. Now, a lot of people are wondering why ABC's low-rated... I shouldn't say low-rated, but it it is their lowest-rated talk show. Um, Why he would choose Tamron Hall instead of um, something like The View or um, Good Morning America. Uh, Tamron Hall says it's because... She was, they only wanted his side of the story, um, and they wanted, everyone else wanted to push the wife out. And Andrew wanted his wife uh, to be part of the story. So, um, they went on Cameron Hall, um, and he did this huge confessional. 
where he talked about how he has cried every day and blah, 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 blah. Uh, He also came out as bisexual. Um, But my sources are saying that he's not actually bisexual. Uh, That he, he has always identified as gay... Um, and that his, when he married his wife, it was a purely political move and she's an asset. Um, which is something that she seems to realize here. Uh, and their whole strategy right now is to make him look sympathetic. So when he runs for office again... Um, even if they have to deal with the scandal, it won't be as brutal. And they definitely plan on using uh, many of, if not all of, Trump's indiscretions against him, um, against their attacker. And there is, or was, uh, a, according to my sources, a boyfriend who was around for a long time, um, and the the Ray, the wife, knew about this boyfriend, um, and they were all very happy with the arrangement. And uh, whatever happened, um, there. Right now, no one's 100% sure, but the boyfriend left the picture and um, ended up in, um, not ended up, leaving Andrew to deal with all of this on his own. So, Ray, his wife, every time I, I have to, I feel like I have to say Ray, his wife, since we're talking about a gay man here. <laughs> so his wife created this whole new um, way of thinking about things. Um, he's a black man, so he's already appealing in her mind to uh, the black vote. But by adding, uh, by saying he's bisexual publicly, it's alleviating... Um, a lot of the stigma of the scandal. But it's also supposed to entice LGBTQ voters to vote for him. Will it work? I think that remains to be seen. Um, I think it's gonna... We're gonna have to wait to see what happens um, when he runs again. I'm hearing that he's... There's some debate as to whether he should run for a Senate seat... Or if he should run um, against DeSantis again um, for governor. Uh, Florida Democrats don't seem thrilled with either option at this point. Uh, but they're going to take everything on a case-by-case basis. Um, so. They're... There you have it. Um, 
thank you guys so much for listening to us for the last three seasons. We have a great season four in store for you. Um, You guys are why we do this. And... You know, both Will and I just want to say thank you. We love you guys so much. Um, so thanks for listening. And cheers until we talk again.